Welcome to the Word of Christ, sermons from Pastor Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend, North Dakota, and Peace Lutheran Church in Barney, North Dakota. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women... There has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Rejoice! The Lord is at hand. That is the answer to be taken back to John for his question, Are you the coming one, or should we look for another? Actually, Jesus' answer is somewhat different. He doesn't just come out and say, yes, I'm the one. Rather, he points John to the comfort that can be found in the Holy Scriptures, which Jesus was at that very moment fulfilling. Go and tell John what you hear and see, he says. Go and tell him about the gospel being preached to the poor. Really, is that it? Wouldn't it be better for Jesus to come in in person and have a word or at least a fist fight with the guards and with King Herod? Wouldn't it be better if the kingdom of God came with power and established itself on earth? Then John certainly wouldn't be stuck in prison. But Jesus' answer says no to those ideas. His first advent is not in the glory of power, but it is in a glory that is foolish to the world. That is the glory of the cross. John the Baptist would be a forerunner to Jesus in all things, and that includes even in suffering and in death. But our Lord's Gospel has the ability to comfort and to strengthen and to preserve John and us, even in the midst and through suffering and death. Blessed is the one who is not scandalized, who is not offended by Jesus and His cross. Do not doubt, do not fear, 
Do not sulk and do not lose heart, dear Christians. Instead, rejoice. Rejoice. The proper color for this Sunday is rose. So we light our rose candle today. If we had them, we'd adorn the altar and even the pastor with rose vestments also. This joyful color. Rose is the color of joy and rejoicing. And yet, it's not the full-blown, unrestrained joy of Christmas. That is white. That is gold, which we save for the feast day. We save it for the day when the glorious song of the angels is heard among us again. No, rose still bears a tinge of violet. Advent is the church's natural state on this side of glory, still awaiting the perfection and the glory that is yet to be fully revealed. So even our joy must still be mingled with repentance in this life. But today, it is lightened. This is in imitation of today's beautiful collect that we have just prayed, which is the center of our focus and the cause of our rejoicing on this Sunday. We pray, Lord Jesus Christ, we implore You to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by Your gracious visitation. Jesus is indeed the coming One, John. And the whole church rejoices to hear Jesus answer. Tell John what you see and hear. Tell John and tell all the good news, the Gospel, that the Lord hears the prayers of His people and that His visitation is not in powerful punishment, but His visitation is for you in selfless forgiveness. This is the Lord's chief mark. He is gracious. He is slow to anger. He is abounding in steadfast mercy. And He lightens the darkness of our hearts, dear saints, by His Word of forgiveness and of comfort. Rejoice! What can bring us joy in these dark and quickly fading days? What can rejoice John's heart, a man who was punished for telling the truth? What can comfort a conscience that seeks reassurance? What can convince self-serving disciples to follow Christ rather than their earthly teachers? Well, sing to them the words of Isaiah, that your iniquity is pardoned, that you have received from the Lord's hand double for all your sins. Sing the words of David, make me to know joy and gladness that the bones you have crushed may rejoice. And sing the song that John's own father sang about him when he was born. That you are delivered. That you are free to serve God without fear. Salvation is known as this. The remission of your sins through the tender compassion of our God whose day spring from on high has visited us to give us light 
to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death. And sing the words of St. Paul, Rejoice! And again I say, Rejoice! The Lord is at hand. Rejoice, for the coming one is here. Go out and tell John what you hear and see, Jesus says to those two disciples. And that is the same answer that the Lord has for us in His church also. Listen, then tell, and then repeat what you see and hear. For your Lord is at work in the midst of His church visiting us with His gracious visitation even now. You are hearing His unchanging Word echoing from the Scriptures and from the pulpit and from the balcony and from the hymnals in your own hands. The Word of the Lord endures forever and it brings to troubled consciences the very same messages now. It straightens and it corrects what was bent and crooked. It rebukes everything that leads to death. And it enlivens with the gospel and with the free forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. That's what you hear. What you see is the Lord's own signature in the water that is poured out on you with His name. And you taste and see that the Lord is good in His holy supper. Rejoice, for your Lord's advent is here and now. He is present in His Word and in His sacrament, even where only two or three should be gathered in His name. There He is in the midst of them. And even John, even him, alone in a prison cell, even he is not alone. Even you are not alone when you think you are alone. For no Christian can ever pray anything less than our Father, even if you are the only one praying. No one who has been baptized into Christ's name lives or dies alone. No one who has been fed and joined to the true body and blood of Christ is absent from their Lord or from His mystical body, the church. As we pray at every funeral, in the midst of things we cannot understand, help us, Lord, to believe and to find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Now, the last two are the Lord's second advent that we await, the resurrection and the life. But the first two are here and now things. They are the communion of saints and they are the forgiveness of sins. We find our comfort in what we see and what we hear, the sacraments and the Word of God, which declare that our iniquity is pardoned and that the gospel is for us in every form of poverty. So then, dear Christians, rejoice. Rejoice in these present-day gifts, for they are the Lord's visitation today. 
And Jesus' words to His disciples remain His answer for you also, to doubt and to faith alike. You also tell everyone what you hear and what you see. All of us, young and old, preachers and hearers, all of us are to proclaim and extol and rejoice in the excellencies of our Savior Jesus Christ who has called us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. And the excellencies, the things that excel even what He has done for us on His cross are that His promises still stand delivering the fruits of that cross. He is with us always to the end of the age. To Him be glory in the church. I will never leave you nor forsake you. The kingdom of God is among you. This is my body. This is my blood. Given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Baptism now saves you. And I forgive you all your sins. Tell everyone. Tell everyone why it is that you run to this church. Why it is that you brave cold and snow to attend the divine service. Why your pastor goes out to bring the Holy Communion to those who are sick and in prison also. We are no different than John and his disciples. We are those who return to Jesus in everything who seek our answer and our comfort from Him. And we know that in the divine service we find our Lord graciously visiting us. And we who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death know of no greater joy than the enlightenment that Jesus Christ gives. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Thank you for listening to The Word of Christ. You can find more sermons at verbachristi.blogspot.com and if you have need to contact Pastor Denzer, you can email him at pastor at denzer.org. That's P-A-S-T-O-R at D-A-E-N-Z-E-R dot O-R-G. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Amen.